Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Hello everybody, you are listening to the 12th episode of the hashtag Speak Up Thursday radio show on SohoRadioLondon.com with Love Music Hate Racism. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. We are redoing the website. Pretty soon you're going to be able to go check out all of our shows. The previous 11 ones, I have to say, there's some some real joyous moments in there for me. And we had Lloyd Luther last week with my friend Ira. Um, but do follow do follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and check out the website, lovemusichateracism.com. First song you heard today was by Yasmin Hendricks. It was called Where Do We Go off of the EP that was just released called Chapters. Now, why did I put that in there? Not just because I love the chorus, because that is our guest today. And um, I'd be lying if I said I'd never met her before. I'm, I'm fortunate to call her a friend. Please help me welcome Yasmin Hendricks. How you doing? I am very good. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. It, it's a pleasure. And I just clocked, I mean, uh, you spell Hendrix the same way Jimmy did. I do, yes. I think it's the best way. I think it's the best way. He's a hero, <laughs> he's a hero of mine. And uh, you can thank your mother for that, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. <laughs> um, so I, I thought we would start uh, just a bit of an intro for Yasmin. Um, if you haven't seen y- Yasmin Hendrix around London, if you're not a Londoner, she is about... Yeah, I've, I kind of bump into her at every gig, whether she's... Uh, I do. I bump into you everywhere. I'm well, hanging pre- around everywhere. Pre-COVID. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You're you're in every jazz club. You're in every warehouse party. You're you're, you're all over the place. <laughs> but um, if you if you see her perform, it's really it's really captivating, uh, is, is the best way to put it. Uh, she does... Um, you do all kinds of things, but I've only seen you perform solo, where you've got a looper and you mm-hmm. really stack your vocals... Um, very angelically there's a lot of layering to your vocals as you would have heard on the on the track but when when i listened to this ep it was different for me because i i've only heard you do the solo thing and this is quite um you know it feels like it's produced uh with the band did you do i know you as a as a solo worker did you work with somebody else on the making of this ep i did indeed yeah for sure It, it does sound very different to stuff i released before and yeah my solo gig stuff um yeah I worked with my friend and producer Adam Bowers and yeah we created all of these tracks together so all of the instruments you hear are him and um yeah it's it's way more kind of commercial sounding and yeah it's way more kind of produced in a way than um than my previous stuff but uh yeah new direction and kind of wanted to basically the way that this project came about I I did a project for a label and I didn't think I was going to release it under Yasmin Hendrix um as I was writing all the tunes and then they kind of said just before lockdown hey do you want to also release this and um so I thought yeah why ever not 
Um, mm. So yeah, I, I mean, I love I love uh, the variety of music and and working on different projects and different genres and exploring different genres. So it was kind of a cool opportunity to do something which is yeah quite different to to what I've been doing. For it also must be nice to have you know an external voice saying like we want to release your music. You know, man, it Rather was like, than, you know that, that's so that's cool. quite nice. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, so cool. So but. Cool. Uh, I have to say, I, I do, I do love the, tr- especially where do we go? I mean, I'm a sucker for a chorus. I don't know who to blame for that, but I absolutely love that <laughs> drop into the chorus. Really good. Did you enjoy working um, more collaboratively with, with somebody else? Was that a yeah, good experience? I mean, me and Adam do do um, different kind of projects together and we work on different types of music. And it's one thing I love about working with Adam is that we kind of do do very different musics, uh, musics, songs, uh, and kind of styles each time we work together. So yeah, with these songs, I actually really enjoyed creating them and they are stylistically, um, songs that at the time that I was creating them was also kind of saying, I should release something like this, you know? Mm-hmm. So it kind of, yeah, worked out, worked out pretty well. So since we're talking about the creative process, mm-hmm. I mean, when this, when the lockdown first happened, um, mm. we're going back a while now, uh, whatever, February, March, whatever yeah. March it was. Um, I remember having thoughts about, you know, who, who would be, who this would be good for, who this would be bad for, how, mm. how people would cope and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And someone like you, who I've seen perform with the looper and yeah. I know composes by yourself a lot. Um, yeah. Was the was the was the lockdown good for you? Were you like hell yeah, and you got into it, and you just went crazy with creativity, or was it was it hard? I for sure had like different phases, phases and stages of um, you know, just the ups and downs of lockdown, like like everyone. Um, and I do I do kind of take this uh, mindset of whatever life gives to you, you know, try and try and see how you can grow and what can you utilize from the situation that you're given kind of thing. So I think I did have quite like a good, excuse me, a good kind of frame of mind going into lockdown. And it was really nice to actually really go into myself. And that first kind of phase was very much about introspection and songwriting and just write, just doing stuff by myself. Um, which was great. Um, but actually over the lockdown, I've done loads of collaborative stuff remotely, which has been really, really good as well. And I did have the opportunity uh, in this year since the lockdown to do a couple of gigs, which was pretty cool. Um, obviously, it's Li- uh, live stream gigs. No, well, I did a few live streams and I also did like two actual gigs with real audiences and people, which was cool. Were people um, going to jail? Were you allowed? Is this a criminal, <laughs> in, is this a criminal endeavor? What, what was that? No, it was socially distanced. It was like, you know, checking in to the app and everything. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a full small venue with social distancing. So it was right. weird. It was really weird. But not having that kind of interaction with the audience for so many months, it was it was great kind of getting to do a couple of gigs before before we've been kind of locked down again. So well, yeah. I refuse to be too pessimistic. I think we're gonna, yeah. you know, it, it'll be it. The gigs will be social distanced yeah. once we come back. But I think, I don't think my, uh, I don't, I don't think it's over. You know, I think, no. I think we'll be, we'll, we'll be back. And um, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to seeing you. Me um, too. I completely agree with you. I do. I think we're we're just in this phase at the moment. You know, but it will yes. change. 
we have to tell ourselves this. Um, so uh, <laughs> the uh, let's talk about let's get into your influences. We you've, you've okay. sent over some really interesting music uh, today. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the the first batch of songs is going to be stuff that I I'm quite familiar with, and then after that you're going to have to explain to me what the heck's going on. Wicked. Um, so this first batch of songs you you've put in uh, Michelle Negoncello, Robert Glasper, and Anderson Pack, three of three artists that I absolutely adore. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sensing a real like kind of neo soul and and hip hop um, yeah. influence in your life for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean I, Michelle Negoncello is probably my favorite artist if I had to choose like one artist because of the var- variety in her music and uh, just so many things. Um, and yeah, that ho- I love. I love uh, that whole kind of neo soul vibe. And yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just yeah. feels. It's all the feels. Well, since we're talking, since we're coming out of some tunes that were that are all kind of us centric i bumped into you in may um when there was the massive protest in uh center of london we literally just literally bumped into each other at the the black lives matter protest we did um i'm wondering because you're am i safe to say that you're born and born and raised in london is that right yes that's correct proper proper london girl i'm a london girl north london that uh north as well see everybody yeah. claims that north as well me too but I, i'm i'm working on claiming my badge it's been 10 years but um <laughs> north london yeah uh i was gonna ask you you know as somebody who cares deeply about uh matters of human rights which mm-hmm. I, know, I know i know you do yes it did that did that protest in that scene and like what we're seeing now in british culture does it feel different than than maybe earlier in your life or what what you've seen growing up here? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, obviously talking about uh, racism, it's not something which has happened overnight, which most of us (laughs) don't need to be told. Um, But with anything, you know, there there comes the time of it, of um, kind of just moving forward and taking steps and I think this year we've seen huge steps being taken forward with you know people not accepting the kind of reality and so yeah I mean that protest personally for me I felt like it was really really necessary I know there was lots of kind of talk about oh well it's the lockdown people shouldn't be out and in big crowds and there was just so much going on, but I felt like, yeah, that was something that absolutely needed to be done. And I think we've seen it throughout this year, the kind of the the motivation in people to really kind of move things and change things and step into a new reality. I think, um, yes, I can definitely feel and see the changes. Um, and in Brighton as well, I lived in Brighton for a little while. And I remember when I first moved there being really kind of shocked by the amount of racism that existed there because I thought, oh, this is a really liberal liberal place. And, you know, I just I didn't um, kind of preempt some of the issues that I found whilst being there. And I was married to a black woman who's uh, suffered a lot of racism. It was just like, well, I mean, in Brighton, I can see the change even more than London. Um, mm-hmm. 
And, mm. you know, it's it, it's an, a kind of an uprising and it's, I think, a beautiful, powerful time um, this whole year for just kind of democracy all over the world. And um, so, yeah, I it, think I, I can see the change, but there's plenty more change to come, you know? Yeah, yeah. We're definitely just scratching the surface, mm-hmm. I'd say. But but I, uh, it felt... Yeah, it felt very powerful to me, and I was just—I wanted to ask you, to, not just because I saw you there, but mm. but as a, as a Brit, you know, because mm-hmm. for me, you said you were surprised to to see racism in, in Brighton. For me, yeah. in in London, like I I come from, you know, I come from a less diverse place, right. um, and when I moved here, not knowing much about London, it was it was very like, oh wow, look at you know, such a multicultural place, and it was, mm. you know, and and I I had you know, I think the racism in America can be a lot more on the surface and a lot more mm. visible. Mm. So I, I, I was kind of naive to stuff in London. And, and when I watched the film White Riot recently, which I yes. recommend everybody go see because uh, Love Music, Hate Racism is actually derived from this this very movement that's in the documentary. Mm-hmm. I was just I was just so shocked to see the scenes of London in the late 70s. It's like, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, could, I couldn't imagine East London um actually like having the national front presence the way it did so mm. uh, i think it's important to kind of notice these things and 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 keep keep pushing definitely um, so since since we've been talking about um britain mm-hmm. you you've we're going to play some some brit music yeah. that i didn't know anything about please talk to me about <laughs> green tea peng because that is like the most south london name for an artist i've ever heard <laughs> so i came across green tea peng i think it was actually this year or it might have been last year and um yeah she's awesome she's uh self-described as psychedelic r&b um but i feel like she takes lots of different influences into her music and uh she's just she's just a real one you know um mm. she's not someone who's afraid to kind of really express her opinion even if it's controversial and i love i love that element of her and i love all of the production and her music videos are just like oh sick go check out like her youtube um cuz yeah she's a great vibe So how did Marissi and, and Ren come into to your scope? So actually, I met Marissi in Brighton. He is an awesome artist. Um, he is half South African. He does quite like um, political music. He plays keys. He produces. Um, he's a rapper. He sings as well. And we've actually done quite a lot of music together. Um, we're hoping to release this music at some point, but it's been one of those things where we kind of got together and uh, it's just never been the right time to actually release stuff, but everything's kind of done. Um, but he's got some really interesting uh, new stuff coming out, which is more kind of traditional South African vibes. Um, but yeah, Bite My Tongue was from an EP called Mamela, um, which I have one song that I feature on too. And uh, yeah, oh. I just, I love the way that he puts words to music and is able to kind of really just... Um, just have this powerful voice he just has this powerful voice with kind of fairly simplistic kind of riffs and and uh and changes but yeah really really love his whole style and and as a person he's he's brilliant cool um speaking of composing or or playing with other people and stuff Mm -hmm. um i know you can you 
you you were saying you collaborated with a lot of people this year and i know you've um composed like library music and composed mm-hmm. for other people and your taste is is quite wide i'm wondering like as a as a mu- music listener do you have the ability to like listen with naked ears as they say like can can you sit back and enjoy or are you constantly uh, in your brain like making notes like oh I'm gonna try that when I get home <laughs> you know what I mean yeah yeah I do um there's a bit of both in there I think it's great to have your brain working in a musical way so you can kind of think oh yeah that that's something I want to try uh, but I think actually I I listen to music and I try and find what I appreciate about it um, and I also try and kind of understand what I don't like about it and maybe why that is Um, My dad is actually writing a book about music preference at the moment, which is super interesting to me. And um, one of the things that he's kind of talking about in his book is that the way that we approach music, the way that we listen, what we want to get out of it will ultimately affect whether we enjoy it or not. Oh, I'd love um, to read that. You know? Yeah, man, I can't wait till it's done. He's still writing it, so um, but I have have had little sneaky peeks, and we have some great conversations because he's you know doing all his research and super interesting. So yeah, I tend to kind of listen to music like that, but you know I don't force myself to like music. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you yeah. can hit you can hit the next if if you, if you <laughs> exactly yeah or, re- or, re- or rewind. I mean, it, it, it's interesting that you say that because like. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to run, there's like only a certain type of music I can listen to. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, and if I'm if I'm in a mood and I kind of need to like get in touch, there's, mm-hmm. there's a certain type of music I'll, I'll put on. And then if, if I'm, you know, if, if I'm in a, a bit of a angsty mood, then I might just pick up the guitar and turn up the amp, you know, because mm-hmm. that's the ol- only way I can get rid of that feeling. Exactly. It's quite a physical thing, music. Yeah. Yeah, totally is. I find that as well. Yeah, I mean, and part part of what, he, what he's writing about in his book as well is like, you know, there are different, obviously our expectations from music, uh, you know, if you listen to rap and you don't care about words, you're probably not going to enjoy it, you know? Mm. Um, and yeah, if you want to go for a run, you need something which is going to really pump you up, then listening to but, a ballad, probably not the best but way. But this, this is why I like listening to music where I don't know the language and why Mm. I found it and why I found it so fascinating. Like when I moved here and I made friends with a lot of European people, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly for the French, like the French, the French love American R and B. And, and I was always like, you know, and you'll meet somebody and, and we have some mutual friends from, from Sicily who like got really into some of the the bands that I grew up with Mm. and they weren't, they weren't speaking English at the time that they were listening to it. Yeah. And I find that fascinating. Yeah. You know, because for me, it's like bands where I was like, you know, reading the words in the booklet of the CD and like memorize the words and these guys were singing along. Mm. Uh, it's, cra- it's crazy. Yeah. Um, do you play, other, do you play instruments as well? <laughs> oh, Alex. It's a leading uh, question because <laughs> I, I haven't seen you do it, but I feel like you do. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I it depends uh, on the of the skill of the musician I'm talking to as to how I answer that question, you know? Um, so to most musicians, no, I don't play any other instruments. Cause I'm not that good. Uh, but no, I mean, I play a little bit of um, piano and things to kind of just for songwriting and production purposes. But yeah, I, I used to play trumpet for a long time, way before I ever started singing or songwriting properly. 
And uh, then I had a long gap of not playing it. And I have come back to it recently, which is pretty cool. I'm never going to be like a professional trumpet player, but um, it's really, I, what I really love about the trumpet is that it's a different way of expressing how I feel musically. You know, it's a, and it's so closely related to the voice in so many ways, but again, extremely different as well. Different, different mode of kind of expression. So yeah, I tend to kind of play trumpet in my house, but it's not something I kind of take around and gig. Well, I imagine this is why you put the Donald uh, Bird song "Quiet Temple" in here. Uh, I had so to the... have. I had to have something. You know? I had to. All right. Yeah. Right, that was Nick Hakim with I Don't Know. Love Nick Hakim. Glad you put that in there. Mm. And Matt Corby, who I'd never listened to before with No Ordinary Life. Definitely going to check um, Matt Corby's music out. Really interesting stuff. Mm. Um, thank you for putting that in. Uh, before no, we get into the last segment of music, I just wanted to say thank you for coming on and remind everyone to go get Yasmin Hendrix's new EP, which just came out. It's called Chapters. Um, the last song you're going to hear today is called Whole Heart, which is a song of Yasmin's, which I absolutely adore. And there's an amazing video of her performing that with a um, string quartet. Uh, it's been a while since I watched it. It's a string quartet, right? In the mm-hmm. church. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I, I really recommend that and check out all of her stuff on any um, streaming place or any digital place where you listen. There's some cool remixes of Yasmin's music that I was listening <laughs> to this morning. So definitely, um, Thank you for coming on. Thank you is so there, much um, for having me. It's been great. Is there any plans for for a, a post lockdown world, or is there is there anything that you want to <laughs> making plans in this world <laughs> now? Plans any plan for those? <laughs> any plan for a lockdown world? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think we just got to see what's coming, haven't we? We just got to kind of embrace it. I'm gonna. I'm actually working on some. I'm actually working on my own production skills at the moment. Um, that's what I'm going to focus on for the next little bit of life. Um, I'd like to release something which I've produced, um, which I've never really done before. So that's probably my next like focus. And yeah, coming away from live streams and and gigs for a bit, and just uh, yeah, reassessing reassessing life, seeing what happens next. Brilliant. And um, well, I think once Love Music Hate Racism is is putting on some more gigs, I'm sure you'll see Yasmin at one of them. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's it's been it's been a pleasure to have you. We're gonna end the show with um, well, who's this? Who's this artist you've put in here? This, this uh, smashing Soweto. Smashing Soweto. Something Soweto. Something Soweto. Not smashing. Not smashing. <laughs> not smashing pumpkins. Something Soweto. I can't read. He is smashing though. Uh, <laughs> super, super cool guy. So I really love a band called, well, a group called The Soil. Um, I love South African harmony in general. And um, The Soil is a South African band, a cappella group. Um, they're like a three piece or four piece, I think, at different stages. Um, and this guy was in that band. And this is his sec. I think this song is from his second album. The first one is like very acapella soul, and this second album is more kind of Afro pop um, R and B. 
And yeah, I actually discovered this artist through a bass player called Rick Leon James, who I had the pleasure of working with. And yeah, yeah he, he introduced me to, to this music and I was just like, yes, this is, this is a vibe. So yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Yasmin, for coming on. Uh, you've been listening to the 12th episode of the Hashtag Speak Up Thursday radio show with Love Music Hate Racism on SohoRadioLondon.com. This is every other week, a fortnight, if you're on the on the on the this lonely island that we find ourselves on uh and if not please keep tuning in please keep in touch on all of our social our social channels and the website thank you and see you next time